Alright, here we go. Episode 1. We'll be talking about a few things today. Really excited. Um, first thing we're going to talk about. I will be doing the podcast pretty much on my own. Um, Cam, Zach, and Colin obviously will be guests. Um, once again, it's me, Donnie. I'm your guys' host. So, uh, we'll get right into it. Got a lot of important things I want to talk about today. Um, main topic of today is going to be like a motivational podcast. Talking about, like, not quitting. Um, perseverance. Um, so we'll get right into it. What if? What if you fail? What if you fall short of your goal? What if something happens where your road's too hard? What if you put in every ounce of effort you have? You try harder than anything you've ever tried doing in your life. Work harder than you ever have before in your life and you still fail. What happens then? What if? What if you reach that goal? What if you try hard and eventually it pays off? What if you get rewarded for your hard work? What if consistency and hard work is all you need to do? What if? There's a lot of ways to look at what if, man. I mean, you can be the glass half full or the glass half empty type guy. Both are true, but how would you rather look at it? I remember when I was in infantry school, we did like these peer evals, right? And I was I was our I was our squad leader for I think the majority of the cycle. Um, we do these peer evals, and I remember one of the comments I got from a guy who uh, would struggle a little bit, but he's also a good dude. He'd try. Um, one of the peer evals I got was great leader, hard ass sometimes but struggles to see the glass half full. And it's very true. I admit it to it. You know, that was a very difficult and challenging course. And uh, sometimes I'd get in my own head. Like, I'd go into the black. And if you're in the military, you know what that means. But that's something that you can't allow to happen. I mean, it, it'll still happen. It's part of life. But would you rather have a positive outlook on life and how you view challenges coming your way and a positive effect saying, well, you know, like, yeah, this kind of sucks, but nothing I can't handle? Or would you be like, man, this sucks. Like, I don't know how other people do it. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm not, I'm not as strong as them. Like, that's just a terrible outlook to have. I remember before I left for boot camp, my brother asked me, he was like, well, aren't you nervous at all? And I looked at him, I was like, you know, people in worse shape, people worse off than me have gotten through it. There's no way I can't do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, I mean, that's such a basic thing. Like, boot camp's not hard, man. Like, boot camp, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. But it's not nearly as challenging as, say, infantry school or something else. Not nearly as challenging. But it is something that uh, people fail and quit 
Why do people quit? I'll tell you why. People quit for multiple reasons, of course, but the common factor, and even something that I used to quit for, even something, even a reason when I was struggling, I would quit. I'd used to want immediate sat- satisfaction, immediate gratification. And that is why, like, I struggled so much, like, dieting and stuff in the past. I needed immediate gratification. I could not sit back and wait and just keep going every day, keep showing persistence, keep showing tenacity, all this stuff every day. When I didn't see the results I wanted, I would rather have immediate happiness than continuing to work hard and doing the right thing. And that, in of itself, is not good. People give up on their dreams to have immediate satisfaction, to have immediate comfort. Yeah, the road to your dreams isn't easy. Yeah, the road to whatever you want to do in life is going to be difficult and riddled with challenges. But life is riddled with challenges. So would you rather suffer and succeed or be comfortable and be a loser? I remember my sophomore year, my sophomore year of college, first semester, you know, I was still getting over my ex, and I was in a bad place academically, I was in a bad place mentally, emotionally, whatever you want to say, and, you know, I'd met some friends, and uh, they had helped me kind of get out of my funk, you know, started working out a little bit, and then by November and December, I was like, you know, I'm going to join the military. And then that January of my sophomore year, I just started grinding, you know, started trying to lose weight, all this stuff. And I saw immediate results, but at the same time, I didn't see the results I wanted. I was always in my head, and it was one of those things where it's like, you have to wake up every day and just go at it. It's not going to get, I mean, eventually it'll get easier, but it's going to get a lot harder before it gets easier. I remember specifically all those nights, my sophomore year, second semester, when I was trying to lose weight, all those fucking nights where I'd go to bed hungry. Not because I couldn't afford it, but because I was so disgusted in what I'd become and how much of a loser I was. I was so disgusted, man. I was so disgusted that I would, like, I don't want to say starve myself because I would still, like, eat just enough to get by. But, like, damn, man, it was on the verge of starving yourself. It was bad. It wasn't something I'm proud of. And, honestly, it wasn't the healthy way to go about it. But it was the only way that I uh, I could meet my deadline to ship out. And uh, it's what I did. I mean, can't look back at it now. Obviously, looking back, I wish I had done diff- like things different, but I'm still proud of how far I've come. Um, but continuing down this path of uh, consistency, persistence, and even when it hurts, there's another story I want to share. Um, those who know me, <laughs> those who know me know I am a terrible swimmer. I don't know how. At one point, I used to think I was a good swimmer. Yeah, no, I was wrong, man. It was I am a terrible swimmer. 
In the Marine Corps, they call me an iron duck because I just sink to the bottom. It's bad. And uh, in infantry school, right, or I guess we can do this one first. In basic training, right, they um, they would do these, like, water PTs, which really aren't that hard. But there's one portion that's just so challenging for me. And it's, like, where you have to you have to tread water. And at one point, you have to put your hands above your head and, like, just kick your feet to tread water. And, like, for a good swimmer, it's not hard. For me, it was absolutely terrible. But here's the kicker, man. Um, I was in the pool. And they don't do it just, like, one person at a time. They do groups. And I remember the instructor, he was going, all of you have to keep your hands above the water. And if one of you cheats yourself or cheats those around you, you're just going to stay in longer and tread water longer. And me, it's one thing to make myself suffer. I'm okay with making myself suffer. You know, like, that's just part of life. I will make myself suffer. I make myself suffer every day with my workouts, trust me. But making other people suffer for, like, something, like, that's my own fault, for me falling short, that's something I just, like, it eats at me, you know? So there's, like, four other dudes. And these, granted, I don't even remember if these are dudes I knew. I just, like, I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember exactly who was in the pool with me. I'm sure I, like, knew them or knew of them at least. But I remember our instructor goes, all right, hands above the head. Hands above the head. I'm kicking, man, as hard as I can. And I'm dehydrated. Everybody's pretty much dehydrated in boot camp. Nobody's really, like, feeling great. Nobody's body's 100% because, like, like you're sleeping not very well you know all this stuff you're constantly moving all this stuff and I remember I get two cramps in both my hand I get a cramp in both my hamstrings and I'm literally sitting there like half kicking and my head goes underwater but my hands are still out of water my hands are still out of water I refuse to let my hands get in the water and I'm literally in water at this point It wasn't a great, like, it wasn't, you know, a great thing. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a great experience. I was drowning, literally. But the time comes, or I just, I barely hear them, because I'm underwater. I hear them go, all right, you're good, time. So I put my hands back on, I actually push myself up. I breathe for the first time in a little bit. And I'm, like, gagging on water, and I slowly swim to the side, and the instructor stops me, looks at me, and I'll never forget his words, man. He goes, like... He looked at me, and it's funny, he goes, you fucking suck at swimming, but you got heart, kid. I appreciate that. Get out. And I remember dragging myself out of the pool and rolling over on the deck, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm dying. I had water in my lungs. It was just a bad day, you know? So I stand up, go get changed, all that stuff. And I remember that just stuck with me the rest of boot camp. You know, this dude doesn't know me. Just to know what I had done before. Like, all the weight I had lost, the journey I had taken before, how tough it was, all this stuff, doesn't matter. Didn't know anything about me. Just saw that one instance of my life. Right? Where I'm struggling, drowning. And dude looked at me and said, you got heart. That is one thing I'll remember, probably the rest of my life. Then there's another one. Funny-ass story swimming. Of course, it's with swimming because I'm such a bad swimmer. But, um... It was in infantry school, and to pass the new IMC course, which is the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps infantry, infantry Marine course, which they just actually got rid of because of other reasons I'm not going to get into, but 
to pass it, you had to be an intermediate swim qual. Not hard for some people. Not hard at all for some people. Very difficult for some people. Very difficult for people like myself. So, the camis that Marines wear, they're actually inflatable, right? So, like, they serve as, like, a life raft, whatever, like, if you're in a crash, something like that. So, you have to, you have eight minutes, I believe, for intermediate. I believe it was eight minutes. You have to inflate your blouse, and then you have to take your pants off, tie the legs, and then blow air into it, and then, like, it serves like a, what's it called? A life vest, you know? Because you put your head in between the legs, and it kind of, like, you hold it, so it becomes like a life vest, right? And the hardest part of that whole thing is getting your pants off, because you have to take your boots off first. You're swimming in boots and full camis. So you have to take your boots off, you have to hold on to your boots, you have to retain your boots, and then you have to blow up your trousers and use it as a life raft. And get them off, obviously. And you have eight minutes to do all this, right? Might not seem like, that seems like a lot of time, right? But keep in mind, you have to inflate your blouse first, then you gotta take your boots off, then you gotta take your trousers off, then you gotta tie them off, retaining your boots during all of this, treading water during all of this, Blow up your trousers, put that around you, and then float for like five seconds, and they're like, all right, you're good. You made it. Let me tell you, that was easily the hardest part of my intermediate swim qual, because I am terrible at treading water. I literally just sink to the bottom. I'm like, if you were, if you were to throw a mini fridge in a pool, that's me. I just sink to the bottom. So... I get my I get my blouse inflated, you know, that's pretty easy. And I get my I'm starting to get my boots off, you know? And I get one boot off. Whew, finally, thank God. About four minutes in, finally get a boot off. Then I start to get my other one off. Other one gets stuck a little bit, have some trouble, boom, get it off finally. Start taking my trousers off and I'm just struggling. I'm really struggling at this point, you know. I'm sitting I'm trying to like keep getting breaths of air. But I'm probably had I keep I'm, at, I'm to the point where I'm close to drowning again. And I remember I get my pants down and they're around, my pants are around my ankles. And I keep swimming up, trying to get air and trying to get them off because they're stuck around my ankles. And there's a moment where I was like six feet below the surface. And it's like we're on a deep end, so it's like 18 feet deep. I don't even know. But I'm probably like, my head is probably like six feet from the surface. So there's like another human length between me and the surface. And I'm looking up at it, trying to get my trousers off still. And I'm just like, man, I could give up right now. I could give up. They could, like, literally, they have instructors. They could swim down, grab me, you know, save me, whatever. And, like, all my pain that I'm feeling from not being able to breathe would stop. I could quit. And all that pain would stop. That immediate satisfaction of (laughs) being able to breathe would stop. But, that would also mean I'd get dropped from the course. I would get dropped from the course and I'd have to stay in SOI and pick up with another infantry cycle later. I'd have to stay there longer. I'd have to not see friends and family longer. And at the time I had a girlfriend. That motivated me. To see my friends, that motivated me. And of course to see my family, that motivated me. And I remember thinking... You know, I'm not going to get pulled out of the pool <laughs> with my pants around my ankles. I, that's not going to happen, no. So I get the trousers off, tie them off, and I finally get back up, get a breath of air. 
drop back down, blow the air into the trousers. I start trying to inflate the trousers. And I finally get the trousers inflated, probably about after six blows into the trouser. And I put it on my neck, start floating. They're like, all right, you're good. I finished with three seconds left. It took me seven minutes and 57 seconds to do that. Now, that's really bad. Don't get me wrong. That's, I was the last person in. Like, nobody failed. At least in my group. I can't remember if somebody did or not. I don't think anybody did. But I was the last person in by a long shot. By, like, minutes. People had finished minutes before me. I could have gave up. Could have gave up and people would have just been like, man, he just can't swim. You know, he's a good Marine. Does other things well. Just can't swim. And they would have been okay with that. They I would have been dropped. Paperwork would have been done. And would have moved on with my life. But I was not about to not see my family, not see my current girlfriend, not see my friends for another five months if that happened. I was not going to let that happen. No way. When it hurts, sometimes you have to dig deeper. And maybe that motiv- Maybe there needs to be external motivation. Maybe there needs to be. But at some point, you're going to have to realize that the only way you're going to be successful in life is if you work for yourself. Now, the trouser inflation story, you know, there was a lot of outside motivation, yeah. But there was also that self-pride where, man, I am not going to be the only dude to fail this. No way. I'm not going to let that happen for myself. I'm not going to let it happen. And I did. I did. I mean, I passed. Passed that. Ended up passing the whole infantry course and graduating. You know? And there's always, I mean, in that instance, of course, there's that voice in the back of your head saying, man, just give up. Like, it's not that big a deal, you know? People will understand. I'm sure, like, I'm sure my family and friends and my current girlfriend at the time would have understood, man. I'm sure they would have been like, you know, it's okay. Like, we know you tried. Like, we're not mad that we don't have to see you. We're upset, but, like, we're not mad at you. It's okay. They wouldn't have, like, stopped loving me, you know? They wouldn't have, like, fell out of love with me because of that. Right? But that voice inside my head was like, you know, it's not a big deal. It's okay. And my favorite story about that voice, man... (laughs) Another infantry school story. It's hilarious. For those of you that did go to infantry school with me, no, uh, Staff Sergeant Nevius, um, great guy, you know, done some active duty, uh, done some combat tours, great guy. Um, we were setting up for our 20K, and it was it was going to be the hardest hike we had done all the for the whole course. We had like a 90-pound pack, not to mention we were wearing flak, and we're carrying rifles, you know, with our 90-pound pack. And uh, right before we step off for our 20K, pardon my French here, but Staff Sergeant Nevius, it's quote, goes, there's going to be a time during the hike when you're going to want to quit, and that voice in the back of your head is telling you to quit and give up. It hurts too much. You're hurting too much. Just quit. And when you hear that voice, Take another step and tell that bitch to shut the fuck up. And I remember 
feeling right before we stepped off. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Then about halfway through the hike, I was like, oh, my God, that voice is getting to me. I was cramping up. It was a bad time, man. That hike was a bad time. The Goggins story where he's like, you know, it's like his first 100-meter race, and he's like literally pissing blood and shitting himself because like his body is so... Like, the toll he's, his body has gone through is just so much. I mean, I wasn't pissing blood, and I wasn't shitting myself, but, man, I, f I felt like it. It was bad. It was really bad. Probably the most dehydrated and exhausted I'd almost ever been until later in the cycle when we did the capstone. But it was crazy. You know, but, like, going through suffering like that, man, makes the suffering I impose on myself in my everyday workouts easier. Without a doubt. Like, there's so... I mean... There are dudes who I'm not gonna name, you know? If they listen, they probably know who they are. We would do sprint workouts when I was in school. And, like, I played ba college baseball. I would do some sprint, works out, sprint workouts with the pitchers. And they... Like, there are some dudes that would, like, throw up from that. Like, there's no... If they're throwing up from that, man... They could not have done what we did there, what me and some of the boys did. But that's just part of it. Some people can, some people can't. But the thing is, I believe everybody can. It's how bad do you want it. There's that saying from Confucius, who is a philosopher, if you don't know. And it's those who say they can and those who say they can't are both usually right. Now, deeper analysis of that, to, in order to first be successful at something, you have to convince yourself that you can do it. And not only do it, but do it successfully. And not only successfully, but do it better than everyone else. There's layers. There's layers to it. It's like an onion. There's layers. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable believe in yourself and not quit on yourself not quitting on yourself is a big thing man cause it's easy to it's easy to quit when you haven't invested anything so like when you're just when you're just getting started man it's so easy it's so easy to quit whether it's dieting whether it's working out whether it's whatever when you're just getting started that's when it's the easiest you know why? cause you haven't invested much time into it whether it's a relationship you know, and you haven't invested money for plane tickets or haven't invested time, whether it's like staying up late talking to them or driving over there to see them, whatever it is, you know. Maybe it's not a relationship, maybe it's a sport. When you haven't woken up early to go hit balls off a tee, to go get shots up in the gym, to go run, to go swim. When you haven't invested time, it makes it that much easier to quit. Why? Because you're just getting started, man. Like, if you quit, does your life really change that much? No, not at all. Now, for me, for those of you who know, I'm, I've lost like around a, a little less than 100 pounds now. I've gained some back because I've been adding some muscle. But I had lost around 100 pounds at one point. For me... You know how hard it would be to quit this healthy lifestyle now? You know, how, not like because I built habits, 
that's part of it. But because, you know how hard it would be to see myself back where I was two years ago? Oh, it would kill me. I wouldn't let it happen. That's the thing, because I've, I've invested two years of my life to get to where I'm at. And that's why it's so easy for some of you to quit, for people to quit. You haven't sacrificed. You haven't put in time, put in money, stayed up late nights thinking about it, not being able to sleep because of it. Whatever it is, sports, your job, your business, your dream, a relationship, whatever it is. It's easy to quit and give up when you haven't invested something into it. But going back to finding motivation, right? How do we keep going? How do we not quit? There has to be a way, right? Because people have done it. So it's not like there's some magic recipe. Right? Well, holding yourself to a higher standard, man. Yeah, outside factors help a lot. You know, like, for me, a lot of the time it's trying to prove people wrong. And it's knowing that, like, you know, my family and friends have sacrificed a lot for me to be a better man. So how am I going to let them down? You know, that's all good outside motivation. But at some point, you have to hold yourself to a high standard. You have to use those outside factors to be like, I'm worth something. My time is worth something. Now I, myself, I, Donald Jestel, need to hold myself accountable. How do you do that? Don't settle for less than your best. Workout buddies, always great for when it's working out, you know. Always, you know, surround yourself with people that want to see you succeed. And stop investing in people that could give less of a fuck. Invest in yourself by making smart choices with who you surround yourself with. My close circle... My close, close circle of my four friends and family. My close circle want the best for me. And there are dudes that, like, you know, I haven't talked to in a while that I know, like, want to see me eat, you know, want to see me succeed. Just like I have some friends that, like, I don't talk to at all too much anymore. But, like, if I see them succeeding, man, I'll, I'll send them a text be like, congrats, man. I did that to one of my high school friends the other day. He start, he's starting some business out in like California combating climate change or something like that. I don't know. It's some science. It's he's like a me- mechanical engineer. He's a smarter man than me. Dude's a genius in my opinion. But I texted him the other day. I was like, hey, bro, like I saw like this article about you. Like, congrats, man. I always knew you do big things. Just like I'm sure he would text me when I do something with my life. And I have I've had friends text me. When they saw, like, I graduated Marine Corps, and they're like, you know, hey, congrats, Big Don, you know. Like, always knew you'd do things like that. 
being able to hold yourself accountable will propel you and drive you to be a better person all around whether holding yourself accountable in business holding yourself accountable in school holding yourself accountable to your workouts diets relationships whatever it is don't settle for anything less than your all now i'm trying to get into public speaking right i'm trying to get into like Going to some schools and talking to athletic teams, or not, maybe not even athletic teams, like faculty, whatever it'll be, right? Now, this like this is obviously from Eric Thomas, and I see it the same way. So, if you guys know who Eric Thomas is, cool. If you guys don't, I highly suggest you looking him up. Uh, if I get paid to go talk, right, I'm gonna take my time and you know set out, you know, plan what I'm gonna say, make sure like. I give them my full 110%. You know what I mean? Now, if I'm not getting paid, I'm going to do the same thing. Because why would I Why would I give anything less than my best to someone? One, that's not how you get invited back to speak. And two, it's cheating not only them, but it's cheating yourself. Just because someone might not be paying you or you might not be getting like you know instant gratification from it. Doesn't mean you shouldn't give it your all. Because who knows, man? Maybe, maybe that talk that um, I'm not getting paid for. Maybe somebody's at that talk, and maybe they'll pay me for the next talk. You know, when I was playing baseball growing up, and my brother, we were all playing baseball. Um, my brother would get in a perfect game. You know, if you guys are from Iowa, or actually, I think that's like. A, American thing actually but um, it's like a national thing I mean uh, my brother getting a perfect game my, my pops you'd always go you never know who's watching you play you never know who's out there watching you watching your habits whatever it is so why would you be lackadaisical why would you not play hard why would you jog out to the field why would you throw your helmet, throw your bat? Granted, my brother never did any. That was more to me because my brother doesn't play with emotion. I do. <laughs> but I was a firecracker on the field, I'll be honest. I would, yeah. That story's for a different time, though. But he's, you never know who's watching. So why would you play the game lackadaisical? It's the same, it's the same thing in life, man. Even when no one's watching. You know who's watching, man? Myself, my subconscious. When I'm working out, hell, when I'm... So I, I've started waking up. I'm on a new workout regimen. I'm waking up early, stretching, and doing a hit workout on my own every morning. Like prison yard. Like body weight movement, stuff like that on my own. My roommates are usually still asleep. I think my, one of my roommates is already at work, so kudos to him. My roommates are still asleep. I'm out, I'm out in the front. On our patio working out. And if I don't go hard, who's watching? No one's watching. I could I could not go hard. I could go easy. You know? Take take this one off today. Go kind of slow. Give myself a little rest day. You know, it won't hurt anything. That's not how my subconscious works, man. That's not how it works. I've gotten to the point where... Let's say... Actually, I'll give you another story. To help you, you understand. When I was trying to lose weight, 
I remember I cheated my diet one night uh, in my sophomore year. I like cheat. I don't know how. I think I ate over uh, like not much, like four or five hundred calories. But I was still like in a calorie deficit. I like would still probably lose like a pound that week. But I ate over my goal, my goal caloric intake by like five hundred calories. And I remember trying to go to sleep that night and I couldn't fall asleep, man. I couldn't fall asleep. It was eating at me. I knew I cheated myself. I cheated myself and I know I deserve better. Why would I why would I do that to myself? Out of everyone you do stuff for in your life, man, you should you should love doing good stuff for you. And you should be you should be pissed off when you cheat yourself. Like I get mad like when I, you know, do something wrong for my parents or like, you know, for my friends or something like that. But like you need to have that same mentality when you cheat yourself. You can't be like, you know, like it's like it's my own life, you know. It exactly. It's your own life you're messing with. Now granted this is calories, not that big a deal, but how you treat how you act in one aspect of your life will transfer over to how you act in others. You have to have you have to have discipline all around. You can't not. Otherwise you're not disciplined. You're undisciplined. It's easy to be disciplined in one aspect of your life, but try being disciplined in all aspects of life. That's where it gets hard. It's easy to do stuff you want to do. It's easy to be disciplined in stuff you want to be disciplined in. Now try being disciplined in stuff you don't want to do. You know? That's when it gets hard. But, going back to the story, I had eaten over my caloric intake for the day, my goal, by like 500 calories. And I couldn't fall asleep, man. It was probably like 12, 1 a.m., raining outside. And my roommate can attest to this story. It actually happened. I just couldn't fall asleep, man. I couldn't fall asleep. And I got up, put some shoes on, put on a sleeveless hoodie, and I started doing laps around campus. Started running around campus. It was raining out. It was like, I want to say, February. February in Iowa. So it's kind of cold. It wasn't like snow on the ground cold, but it was raining, so it was pretty cold. And I remember doing laps, and I came in, and my roommate was fast asleep. Actually, he might not have been asleep. I can't remember. I can't remember if he was asleep or not. But I came in, and I was like, Phew. like, I'll make up for tomorrow. Like, I made up for it a little bit tonight, but I'm going to make up for it tomorrow, too. And I probably did. I can't remember exactly, but I'm assuming I did. You know, I'm not at my goal now, but, like, my improvement from last year to here is insane, so like, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. But I'm not satisfied. There's a difference. I remember during all those hard times, man, what kept me from not quitting, you know, my diet, because that was always my struggle. What kept me from not quitting was a simple verse. I'd written it on my bunk above me. So when I was bottom bunk, so like on the bunk above me, I would wake up every morning and see this quote. Or it's a Bible verse, I guess. It's Galatians 6, 9. Um, Let us not grow weary in doing good, 
for we will reap a harvest in due time if we do not give up. Let's break that down. Let's not get tired of doing good. Let's not get tired of doing the right thing. Let's not get bored. Let's not get... I'm trying to think of another word. Can't think of another word. Let's not get tired of doing the right thing, doing good. For when the right time comes, we will see results. You will see less pounds on the scale. You will see your bank account start to make money from your business. You will see your relationship get better. You will see a lot of things. If and only if you do not give up. What defines giving up? Like I said earlier, taking that instant gratification. That instant gratification will kill you. It'll kill your dreams, man. It will. I used I I lived by it for so long that I know <laughs> If I didn't, if I wouldn't have taken instant gratification when I was younger, who knows where I'd be for baseball? But God has a plan, man. I I truly believe I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing now, talking to the, talking this stuff to you guys. And maybe that's the hard part, bro. It's like sometimes you maybe you hold on to the past too long. And you keep thinking, what if, what could have been, you know? At some point, you got to let go, and you got to play the cards you're dealt. You're only, you're only dealt one hand in life, man. You're only dealt one hand. You can either pout at the hand you're dealt and say, well, look at his hand, man. Like, dude's got three aces and two kings. Man's got a full house. What? I got a three, a two, and a freaking four. Yeah, but what's on the table? How are you going to look at your hand? Are you going to play with your hand, make it work? Fake it till you make it, bluff, you know? Because one day you will make it. Sometimes you got to act better than what you are to actually one day be where you want to be. There's a lot that goes into that, man. A lot. But that's the difference in life, man. The person who's willing to not let circumstances define him and the person to work no matter what his circumstances are consistently, that will be the dude that's successful. There's a saying, I don't know exactly where it's from, I've heard a lot of people say it. 10% of life happens to you. 90% 90% of life is how you react to the 10%. Don't let the 10% ruin your life, man. For me, it was... Okay. We're gonna, we're, this is going to be the following example from 90% of our talks. For me, it was weight loss. You know, my father, his father before him... It's a running trend in our family to struggle with diabetes, right? To be overweight, all this stuff. 
some people are lucky, some people don't have to deal with it. My brother. But that doesn't mean he didn't work for it, you know? I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. He still worked for what he has now. He still worked for his body and, like, how much, like, muscle he has on his body. Man's an animal. But I'll never tell that to his face because in my head I left more than him. He's a bitch. Um, <laughs> but, uh... I would always have thought, I remember, whew, I remember in high school, man, I'd get bullied for being overweight, for my voice, yeah, Zach, for my voice, whatever it was, um, I used to have candy bar wrappers, empty candy bar wrappers stuffed down my shirt in high school, and I used to, ooh, man, I remember coming home one night, and my dad just knew something was wrong, he started talking to me, talking to me, trying to pry out what happened out of me, I started breaking down, I broke down, man, I was like, I didn't ask for this, like, I didn't ask to be fat, like, I don't, like, if they knew I didn't want to be fat, would they, like, not bully me, I'm not crying, man, I was like, I wish I could get rid of, like, I wish I could, I wish I could, I wish I could, and bless, bless my soul, man, because I didn't realize it was something I could change at the time, I thought it was something I'd live with, I thought it was something, which isn't the right mindset to have at all, isn't the right mindset to have at all, I uh, should have looked at my circumstances differently, but being a young, naive kid, I don't blame myself for that. I thought it was something I'd live with the rest of my life. I thought being overweight, being obese was something that I would just live with. And it's not that. Simply not that. So I hope part of the reason I want to do like, get into public speaking, man, is because like, I know... I know there's still kids in high school, little chubby kids that are probably getting bullied, probably getting candy bar wrappers stuffed down their shirt right now as we speak. But I'll tell you right now, like, your circumstances right now do not have to be your circumstances. Do not have to be your result. Does not have to be your outcome. How you react will dictate that. It's all a choice. But we're going to start to try to wrap up here. Um, so I've been talking for quite a while. My friends didn't think I could talk for a while. That's like the easiest thing to do in life for me is just start talking and like not stop. <laughs> Those of you who know me know it's true. Um, finishing up, right? We'll hit some more points real quick. Um, or kind of hit a review. Um, what if, right? What if? Yeah, it's hard. Life is hard. All this stuff. You can sit here and say, what if? You can be a glass half empty type of dude. Or you can rewire your brain, look at it in a positive light, and say, Psh, yeah, I got, a ch I got a chance to change this today. Some people don't have that chance, man. Life can always be worse. Trust me. Life can always be worse. Um, going off of that. Being able to consistently get up every day. Not be where you want to be. And continue to move forward. Being able to think. I don't know if I'll get there. I don't know if I will achieve my dreams, but I'm sure as hell going to chase them. And I think that's why Paul said, you've got to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight.
You have to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. All right, so I'm going to leave you guys with that. Let you guys mail over that. Um, next week, we'll be back talking some more motivation for you if this is a hard time for you in your life and you need some outside source of motivation. I hope you guys find it here. Not saying you need to come to me to find it, but I hope that if you do listen, that this did give you some motivation and go change something today. Get 1% better today. Get better today. Have a lot more to talk about, and I'm sure I'll talk about it in the next uh, episode, but uh, you guys have a good day. Peace and love.